Hello, I'm Russell from Snapped, and welcome back to the Stories Podcast. This week, I'm talking to Daryl Stern from Stern Inbound Marketing. We talk about all things Snapchat and content marketing. Thanks again for coming on the show. It's really great to have you on here. Well, yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I go back to the, uh, the, the website design, old school marketing days, all the way through up this, through this uh, social media you know, revolution and now on to Snapchat. So we're going to be talking about all those different topics. But yeah, it's an honor to be on your podcast, Russell. This is amazing. Awesome. Well, it's, it's definitely great to have you on here. Um, I'd love if you could give your like a, a brief intro on how you got started on Snapchat, but also your sort of background in marketing as well. Well, sure. Uh, my name is Daryl Stern. I'm otherwise known as uh, Scooter Computer. I was a kid actor growing up, and in the states, we have a, a there were uh, educational cartoons on during the Saturday morning cartoons called Schoolhouse Rock. You might have heard of some of them. I'm just a Bill. There's a lots of different famous ones. And in 1983, they did three or four cartoons called uh, Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips, and I got cast as the role of Scooter on the on those cartoons. So. In Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips, it's it, this is 1983. No smartphones, barely any, no internet. There's none of that stuff. We're just introducing people to the idea of using a computer. But the fascinating thing about it is that some of the rules, some of the things, some of the lessons that were taught, you know, are still valid today. In other words, a computer, even your smartphone, is just taking directions. It's reading software. It's reading input, and it's giving back output. It's the human experience of us using these tools that make the world change. And Pablo Picasso said, computers are useless. They can only give us answers. So fast forward through my life to today, I I grew up in the theater doing all kinds of theatrical things. And then I decided to start a, what first was a website design business and now is a full-blown inbound marketing agency where I market businesses based on the benefit of what you do, not the features. And also I believe that marketing is theater. Now this ties in with Snapchat and the greatest Snapchatters out there, the ones that are most popular are theatrical. They're they're fun to watch. Yes, they have a powerful message, but they're also providing amazing entertainment, uh, value, and they have great personalities. Wow, so that's, that's really interesting. So when you, I hear you mentioned the Snapchat part there, and in particularly the website side, have you noticed people's sort of way they use websites change now that social media is used a lot more than it used to be. Well, what fascinates me is, is some of the, some of the young people, they don't have a website at all, or if they do, they have maybe one page that just has, you know, some links on it. And what I'm trying to do is combine, is combine this. I'm trying to show big businesses here, how to use Snapchat to communicate with their brands. But I'm also working with a lot of young um, Snapchat artists and people on Snapchat to bring in them into the world of Google and SEO and content marketing and blogging, because I believe, you know, you need to have all of this really put together because if someone hears about someone and you know, you know, the good old fashioned, I'm going to go Google that person. Well, if they're nowhere to be found, but inside this app, yeah, you're really, you could be a superstar in there. And I know some people are making a huge living at that. But to me, I also want to bring those people outside of that world of be just being inside of these apps like Snapchat outside into the world and show them how to do the rest of everything that you need to really be a full and complete presence on the web. 
So would that be uh, things like content marketing? Well, yeah. So uh, I set up a blog. I was one of the sponsors of Snap Pepin in London back in September. And what I wanted to do was set up a site that was strictly about Snapchat, about marketing, and also featured all of the top Snapchat um, players, you know, in the game. So that website is at snapchatsocialmedia.marketing. And the cool thing about it now is when you Google some of the different top, you know, handles and names with Snapchat and marketing, now they have a page, they have a listing there, they can be found. And on the bottom of that page, of course, shows not only just their their Snapchat, you know, ghost code, but all of the other links, you know, to go to them. So I, I'm I'm trying to support the community as much as I can using all the skills that I've learned from going back to again, you know, HTML and SEO and programming and, and WordPress, you know, and all the other things that go with it. From a content perspective, then, is there one type of content right now that you see as like stronger than others, or is it like you were saying the whole package that people need? Well, the, the the funny thing about and the amazing thing about the young people on Snapchat is they're learning what took us a while to learn and they kind of grasp it right away. Some of the best Snapchatters, like I'm Nick Robertson, for instance, he has a segment called Bad Joke Monday, right? And every Monday he does Bad Joke Monday. And in the blogging world, in the content marketing world, we do the same thing. You come out with your blogs about different topics on a schedule. You have to have a content marketing schedule, you know, for your SEO to grow. And then that leads into your social media schedule. So it's great to see that these Snapchatters are understanding the concept of, again, yeah, content marketing, putting out a show consistently every week with different topics and different parts of it so that then people know, oh, Tuesday is Tech Talk Tuesday. Monday is Bad Joke Monday with this kind of person. You know, Wednesday is is your special thing about doing iOS programming or whatever it is. And we come to know that just like you would tune into your favorite uh, television show on TV. And to me, the way I explain it to laymen who are just sort of not understanding Snapchat, as I say, you sit down and you decide what TV show you're going to watch tonight, right? What channel, what, what show do you want to watch or what movie to watch on Netflix or whatever? This is almost like the same thing. You sit down and you pick who your favorite channel is on Snapchat. Who is your favorite inf- person with politics and news or tech talk or, or just something funny and entertaining or even something romantic and touching? You know this. There are people that are Snapchatting about makeup and fashion and and all kinds of different aspects of this world. Cash Stapp does a whole thing about, uh, about um, you know, finances. Matt DeVino does a whole thing about the stock market. But we know, based on what we want to watch, which channel to pull up and watch. So it's an amazing revolution in self-broadcasting and also in the organization of someone, of someone turning themselves into a brand and then also having a brand understand but this is just like that. You've got to have your schedule in your system so that then you're producing relevant and consistent content on a schedule. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, consistency now is probably almost important as the content itself. Yeah, most definitely. It's the anticipation factor. It's the, I know every week, you know, Bad Joke Monday is going to come out on Monday. I know every Thursday, you know, somebody over there in the UK is talking about the, the financial markets and I want to check in with them. Um, NASDAQ as a brand does a great job on Snapchat. They have a very consistent program. They always show 
the opening bell, a little bit about that new company. Then they'll give some tips throughout the day. They did one the other day, that which was brilliant, about their predictions for which companies would grow the most this year in terms of their stock value and their, you know, their overall value of their companies and how many they predicted, right? And then they always close out the day with the closing bell. You know what I'm getting at? Like it becomes like their 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 routine almost. And you come to expect it and you enjoy it just like you would tune into your favorite TV show. It has a format. So how often do you use Snapchat? How much time do you reckon you would spend each day on the app? Me, I don't snap nearly as much as everybody else. I am still developing my own personal way of, of Snapchatting. But what I do is I, I grew up being a stand-up comedian. I grew up being a singer uh, and an actor. So what Snapchat is allowing me to do is to do all those other types of things that I really don't do that much, you know, in, in the business, you know, corporate end of my life. So I like to bring in one of the things that I like to do is I'll do a routine called screenshot this snap if. So I'll be sitting in traffic. I'll say, you know, screenshot this this snap if you're stuck in traffic right now. Screenshot this snap if you're really tired of this or that or whatever it is. And then I'll go into, though, a marketing tip or a life hack or something that is important and relative to relevant to my audience. So I always want to start off with something entertaining and then I want to bring them in. So I'm still in the process of developing that myself. What I can say is Snapchat has allowed me to do more, to be more of myself and what I really love to do and combine that with business more than anything else. So if you were to describe your style at the moment in in one sentence, what what would it be? If I had to describe my style of Snapchat stories, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, edutainment, which is, you know, educating while, ed- while entertaining at the same time. With your stories, how do you um, track engagement? Is there one sort of key metric you look for to say that's been a good story? Well, here's what I, here's something that I do. Uh, as you know, a Snapchat is unique because when someone adds you, we know immediately who they are. And when we go through the, um, the each snap, we will see, you know, who's watching our story the most. So what I do is this, I teach people in terms of Facebook marketing and, and, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and all that, how to follow up with people and nurture them towards a sale, towards doing business with you. I believe it's the same thing on Snapchat. When I see someone watching my story over and over again, I'll thank them for, you know, watching my story. When I see someone new added, I don't just click add and whatever, hope they watch my story. I engage with them. I ask them questions. I I keep a list of who I've been engaging with the most and I'll send them a special message. I'll send them one, one day. I just sent a thank you message to everybody. Just thanks for your support and thanks for helping, you know, bring my channel, you know, to life and all of that. And I've had responses, you know, from as far away as Australia with people just telling me, I, I, I really like this. It really has value. You're really teaching me some things. But again, in, a, in, a, in everything, right, the best salespeople are those who are to really get to know their clients. They know their, their, their clients' anniversaries and birthdays. They take them out to lunch. They nurture the relationship. And this goes back way before the internet. And one thing that's surprising is now with all this social marketing, people are acting like this is they like this is it. Like you don't do always be closing and you don't sell anything and you don't do that. You just do this. 
And I'm saying, well, no, it's both. And I'm sorry, but Snapchat didn't invent networking and relating with people and knowing how to communicate with them and nurture a friendship or or an alliance. You with me? It's just a different tool. So I am always trying to be very proactive in terms of uh, in terms of watching who's watching my stories, thanking them for watching the stories, then or asking them, well, hey, what's new with you? And also, I think you know this, we have to go and watch the other people's stories too and support them and comment on them and share their codes and all of that. We are a community, you know, working together to grow. So it's not enough just to say, well, here I am. I put out my show for the day. I'm not going to respond to anybody. I'm not going to watch anybody else's stuff. It's just me, me, me. You have to be supportive of the other people on Snapchat as well. Absolutely. I I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's the combination between creating engaging content, but also getting in conversations with people on the chat side of uh, Snapchat as well. Well, yeah, most definitely. And you know this, you've seen this. When people say, uh, if you'd like more information or you want to tell me a joke or whatever, hit the chat button and send me over a joke. Or they'll put up a, a, a they'll have a voting system. Or they say, well, what do you want me to wear today? Or what do you want me to talk about today on my tech talk show? Screenshot the next three snaps and let me know what to talk about. So they're actually doing a live survey on their audience to see what they want. And that type of instantaneous you know, measurement is practically unheard of, really. I mean, on YouTube, I know I have you know so many thousands of subscribers. I don't know who they are. I can't click a button and just go down a list and message all of them. But on Snapchat, you can. You, you can have this constant interaction. So the tools that are in there have then allowed us as creative marketers and creative artists and singers and writers and everybody else to create content that is interactive, asking questions, teaching lessons, asking people for their response or their opinion is fantastic. And it's so interactive. Do you think that's what's made Snapchat so appealing for so many people? I think it's two things. I think one, that that part of it is one, the fact that it's entirely mobile. There is no website for it. It's not like you're sitting back at your desk and you're passively looking and clicking like. It's like a FaceTime call. In other words, when you do a FaceTime call with someone in your family, obviously there it is. It's it's full screen and it's you're holding the phone close to your face. It's it's an intimate experience as if someone is talking to you on like a video call or presenting something right in video. It's an intimate experience and I think that is what is different from any other type of, you know, media. Like Instagram, okay, yeah, you can watch a movie the Instagram stories are okay, but on but on but on Snapchat, you really get the sense that someone is directly talking to you and communicating with you as if they're your best buddy and you're calling them on the you know what I'm saying. You're doing a video call, you're calling them on the phone or whatever. It's more intimate than anything else. That coupled with the interactivity of being able to click a button and chat, right, or send a message back and respond to that every 10 seconds. And it's funny because people talk about the every 10 seconds thing. Like, how do you do it every 10 seconds? But that's one of the most brilliant parts about it because when you break up the content into those chunks, each piece can then get a reaction. You know what I'm getting at? So every time that you say a different part of a joke or a different part of a lesson, people can react to just that part of it. Which is a which is brilliant. It gives us the opportunity to 
to communicate in a way where people can respond and ask questions at every step of the way along our presentation. I love that. Yeah, it's, I think you uh, got the right point there with the, like the vertical video portrait angle. It is like a FaceTime call. It is. It's like a FaceTime call. It's like I, you're my friend. I mean, seriously, Russell, from watching your story and emailing you, like if I just saw your YouTube video and I emailed you and now we're on the on this, you know, on this podcast, I'm familiar with you, but I've seen you. We've talked back and forth on Snapchat. It's like you're my neighbor. You know what I mean? It's an entirely different thing to reach out to the world and then create these instantaneous friendships where it's that personal like i i know what your room looks like i mean it sounds silly <laughs> yeah I, I know where you live i know where your back backyard is i know you know i i've seen I, it's like you're my neighbor i mean it's amazing when i went over the snap happen i had already been in touch with uh craig and nick robertson and and simon barry and Ginny can breathe and all the other you know top snap writers opera americano and and when i met them it, it, it was funny it's i already know them you know what I mean? I mean, I already know these people. It's fascinating. It is amazing. It seems to have really taken off with that um, that perspective in particular, where you have that actual connection with people more than any other app has in the past, I think. Well, there's another aspect of it too, which is great for young people, because I've seen some young people that are having, you know, difficulties or frustrations in their life or they're, you know, having problems with family or with work or whatever. And other people are, you know, supporting them. In other words, they're offering their support and their help, if that makes any sense. So I think as a, as a, as an as as a media format, uh, or as a social tool for social growth for us all to help each other, it's a great thing too. Because I explained this morning, I was on Nationwide Radio with the Experience Pros Radio Show, and we were talking about you know Snapchat, and I was saying how it, it it's such a great thing for young people to connect with each other. And for us, I feel it's my responsibility being someone who has been in business for 20 years to act as a mentor, to act as a coach, to, act, to, to lend a helping hand to people that are young. And, and one thing that I always say is, believe me, you have no idea where your life is going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, or gosh forbid, 20 years from now. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there once, you know, I was 22, 27, even 30 or whatever once hang in there. It's all going to be all right. And I think that's another part of that intimacy of us all being able to, you know, communicate. If you're, if you're trying to friend someone on Facebook, you know, you're kind of already friends or something, you know, people, if you're on LinkedIn, well, you probably met them at a business meeting, hopefully, or something, you know, and then you connect. I mean, yeah, you can go hunting for people, but that's random. When someone joins your Snapchat channel, and you immediately can start that intimate conversation, it's a whole different story. Exactly. With that in mind, is there anything you would like to change about Snapchat? Well, the, the, the usual, it, it crashes constantly and it drains the battery on my phone a lot. Um, well, no, I, I, I think that the app is going to evolve. You know the story that was out in the LA Times recently about how Snapchat is kind of ignoring those people that are that are huge on Snapchat that are doing so much for the platform. And of course, they're putting their ad for the latest movie preview you know, right after their story. I think that there's something weird and wrong, you know, with that. However, at the same time, it's kind of an odd different, you know, type of situation that I don't know, you know, if that has happened before. 
I don't know. I mean, Facebook and Instagram have reached out to some of the top Snapchatters, of course, to say, come on over here. We'll make you a neon sign. We'll do all this kind of stuff. And of course, they're in competition, but still they're being, you know, supportive. So we have to see how this develops and what maybe Snap Inc.'s plan is for this, you know, going down the road. But I will say this, it's here to stay. Uh, And right now, I think Chris uh, Cubby talked about this. This is a new platform. If you were one of the first people to have a Facebook page, the first day that Facebook pages came out, wouldn't that have been cool knowing where Facebook is now, right? It Get on this platform. You know what I'm getting at? If you're a business, get on this platform. I love helping and coaching businesses on how to use this platform because People say, well, but it's millennials and it's young people and blah, blah, blah. I say, yeah. And in five years and or in 10 years, they're going to be buying cars and houses. Get on the platform. So many people do say that um, Snapchat's for millennials. But of the actual creators I've seen, like the main creators, they're all a bit older than that, I think. Well, I, I heard someone put out a blog about, I forget what it's called, but it's another term that came out that is... Um, that is about the generation of people that are that are socially conscious consumers and that has no age range in other words it's not an age anymore it's just a type of person that is really communicating and listening to social media getting advice from social media and all of that so i think we're kind of getting away from that also there's you know i say look millennials are becoming multi-millionaires overnight because they grew up with everything comes about, you know, at a certain point in your life. And if you're a certain age, when these things came out, they come to you naturally. You know, when I first moved here in 2010, I got my first, this is going to sound silly, my first text message from someone, whole paragraphs of text coming out. And I'm like, I'm trying to type with my big fat thumbs, you know, yes. You know, I'm a little bit old and I'm behind the time. So the rest of us are, are, yeah, we're, we're, we're catching up. But at the same time, there's room for everybody. And really, this is for socially and technology conscious people who it really can be any age range. And you're correct. I mean, I've seen every every age range on there have a great have great content on Snapchat. So if you were to give one tip to someone who was just about to start making content on Snapchat, what would you say? Well, the first tip that I, if it were one, okay, uh, let me see if I can narrow it down to one. Be yourself and always be prepared to or conscious of the benefit of what you do. In other words, when you're talking about any type of anything, um, be sure that you're showing, that you're talking about the benefit of what you're teaching the benefit of what makeup you're trying on, the benefit of the, you know, the app that you're talking about so that people are getting, people are, people will work with you and people will communicate with you because they understand the benefit. They understand that if they keep listening to you and they keep watching what you're doing, something's going to change, right? In their lives, something is going to happen that makes their, makes their lives better. So if that makes sense, instead of just, the what I call the I I me me syndrome. I'm here. I'm there. I'm this. I'm that. I'm over here. I'm having coffee now. You know, talk about what the benefit is of the things that you do. That's definitely a really key 
a key tip, I think, for people to have in their mind all the time when they're making content. Yeah, and there's two different there's two different worlds here. There's people that are creating their own brand. They're creating their own company out of themselves. Now, back in the day, as a child actor, I had a talent agent and a manager, and I had to get you know I had to go on the audition and audition, and hopefully then get the role. You know, and of course, actors and you know, all these type of people do this still today. But what I'm amazed about is the ability for young people to grow their lives through that. Now, there's a da- now on the flip side, of that, I think there's a danger in that, especially for young people in terms of this idea that this is part of my self-worth. Now, you know, in other words, like if I don't have a lot of likes or I don't have a lot of people following me or people aren't watching my Snapchat or liking my Facebook video, that somehow then there's something wrong with me or something like that. And and I don't want it to swing in that, you know, kind of direction. It's like, you know, when you got picked on at school and you were the only kid sitting at the lunch table, you know, and all the popular kids were on the other side. I think there's room for everybody. And I think that um, it doesn't matter how, this is very important, I think. It doesn't matter how many friends you have, how many followers, and this goes across social media and in your life, or even friendships or business relationships or anything. Uh, I have two or three or four, you know, at age 45, really good friends that I consider my friends and my allies in life. And I met tens of thousands of people, I'm sure, you know, in my life. So don't be concerned about quantity. Always be concerned about the quality of the relationships that you have. Because I don't have that many followers on Snapchat. I don't know if I ever will, but I do have a close relationship, a supportive relationship with all the people that I'm in communication with there. And you know this, Russell, it's like reversing the sales funnel. If I can find a few people that really, really, really benefit from my software, they're going to tell a lot of people about that benefit rather than, ah, I'm just wanting, ah, everybody, I want everyone to buy it. I want everyone to know about it. Well, not everyone can benefit from it. So focus on who your, your message is for so that the people that are following you are the fans of that. I like Star Wars. I don't like Star Trek, right? I'm going to watch people that talk about Star Wars. Star Trek, me. <laughs> Do you think the auto advance... The auto-advance change has helped for things like this to make sure that people who are really interested in a story are the ones watching it. Well, yeah, exactly. Your your fan base is not just the people that, you know, think you look nice or whatever. Your fan base has a common interest in, in you and what you have to say and what your message is. So, and those are the people that then eventually, if you decided to, come out with a book or a course or a, you know, a website or offer services or whatever, or if I don't need to be the ones that would become your customers. And guess what? I'd rather have a few great customers than a lot of people knowing about my stuff and be really popular and then sit there and go, but why, why isn't anyone buying anything? Definitely. Who, who are your favorite creators on Snapchat? If you had to have a top, a top five, well, I, I, going back from the the comedy perspective, I love Billy Mann. I love um, uh, I'm Nick Robertson. Uh, there's a guy named Scooter Mack who does all kinds of lip syncing on there. There's a young lady in um, in um, uh, Las Vegas, and she's a school teacher. My mom was a school teacher, and her name is Q Brownie. Totally, she's not in Snapchat for business, 
but she's hugely popular. She lip syncs songs really well. And she just, she takes you behind the scenes of what it's like, you know, to be a school teacher. And she's just fun to watch. And it's some of the, and it's one of the, and I, and I've talked with her back and forth and we're doing all kinds of plans for business and all that kind of stuff. Um, some other ones are string story. I mean, she's an amazing up and coming entrepreneur. And of course you, you know, with your advice about business and apps and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and there, and there are many others, but what I really love are the people that are, have great personalities and that as the song says, is an old song from the forties called accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, you know, that are positive. I'll put a link down to um, all of their uh, Snapchat accounts. What do you see as being the uh, main types of content for people to focus on for like content marketing in 2017? Well, it, okay. That depends on who you are, what your business is or what you're selling and what people need to know about that. Right. I will say this, we are, we are in a kind of a, a dangerous age and we, you, you know, maybe you don't know so much about this, you know, over there, but over here in America with, um, you know, fake news websites and people getting more and more of their information, you know, just from social media and not from journalism and, and all of these, you know, and all of these kind of things in this socially changing, you know, world. So I, I think that it's important that we all make sure that we're keeping a level head that we're not just listening to uh, what, you know, what's being put towards us or put, you know, put a, and that we have a universal understanding of some universal truths that we all want a roof over our heads. You know, we all want to care about and love our families. We all want to have someone to love and care about and all of those kind of basic needs. And we all want to help to provide for each other to give us a roof over our heads and, you know, and, and, and food on the table. And, it, and, and really, I think that's something that's, you know, universal. So, in this whole world of, of, of social media and all of that, and especially on, on Snapchat and all these other mediums, just know that it's okay if people don't like you or are negative towards you or whatever. I always said this in business and in life, the people that are interfering with what you do, holding you back, telling you you can't do something, just politely, <laughs> yeah, uh, get rid of them. Yeah, as politely as possible. Sorry, I'm busy. Can't talk to you right now. Yeah, and also for, for the young people that are listening, have a mentor. You know, look to the people that have, have experience in business. Talk to the business owners, you know, around where you are. Join a local chamber of commerce. Go look to, you know, businessman, maybe your parents or some relative or somebody who runs the, the, the neighborhood restaurant, you know, who's been there for, you know, 50, 75 years and talk to them about, about business. And guess what? You might even be able to teach them how to get onto Snapchat, you know, but, but always be wary that there, <laughs> I love to say this. There always have been some that, that come, that have come before you. We all stand on the shoulders, you know, of other great people. So acknowledge that and make sure that you are kind of slowing down, you know, pacing yourself and take the time to learn as a young person, you want, boom, you know, success and media and all this kind of stuff. Don't worry, you'll get there. One more thing on Snapchat as well about stories. Do you ever find that you save your past stories? That I save them? Yeah, like to repurpose in other ways or on other platforms. 
Well, yeah, I, lo I love how um, Snapchat is able to save the stories in your memories. And it's funny because after coming home from Snapchat, I'm sorry, from Snap Happen in London, I have all of my snaps that I can pull up and literally see myself back there in London, back talking to people in London, meeting all of you guys over in London. And it's an amazing gift to have that. I mean, to have that saved, to have those memories in there. And also to then refurbish and reuse content, most definitely. I mean, people say, you know, you, you, people will say, well, I put out a video and nothing happened. I posted to Facebook once and nothing happened. I said, well, post it again. Post it a different way. Use different language. You know what I'm saying? So yes, definitely. I love the fact that there are memories and I love the fact that you can go back and I know a lot of Snapchatters. One of them is Thundercat Brown. She does a thing called TCTV and she's brilliant at it. She does these whole entire elaborate animated, you know, Snapchat soap operas with other people's bitmojis and all that. And she will go back and and re-put it out. So on a day when you don't want to do, you know, it's a Sunday, you don't want to do a new Snapchat story. You'd like to have some time off from constantly being, you know, <laughs> on an app, you know, broadcasting to the world. You can pull up that past material and bring up some favorite moments, you know, from your show from the past. I'll definitely have to check those stories out. That sounds really good, actually. Is there any anything else you would like to mention? Well, what I love to do is work on language. I am a language artist, and I always love to, to teach people how to market what they do through the benefits of what they do and not the features. So if any of your audience, they're on Snapchat, they're wanting to learn Snapchat, but they're also wanting to increase the ROI across all of their marketing, I would love to be introduced to them and work with them. Uh, it, it's amazing when this works. And the funny thing is, is, is people have said, you know, well, this is new type of marketing in Madison Avenue and we're not watching TV commercials and da, da, da. Well, we still are. And there's a lot that you can learn from Madison Avenue and, and what they're doing. And believe me, the Super Bowl will still be on here in the United States next year. And people will still be paying millions and millions of dollars, you know, for an ad on it. So look at everything that's going on in the world around you. I would love to work with uh, the people that are, you know, listening to this podcast. And thank you very much, Russell. I mean, this has been an amazing experience. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been fantastic to like hear your thoughts on these things well sure most definitely my website is at stern dmb as in design market brand.com if you search for the hashtag get stern which has a double meaning I, it means you know let's get serious about your marketing if you search for that on google instagram facebook twitter we're all over the place trying to help people be creative, but also be serious and technical and, and you, in art, use the art and science of language and movies and pictures and Snapchat and all of that to drive ROI, to drive actual engagement with people that will turn into clients. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back again soon. In the meantime, please check out snap.tv to make more of your stories. That's S-N-A-P-P-D dot TV. Mm -hmm.